0: Hi again, I'm Melanie Hirshhorn, the digital content creator and marketing strategist and coach for women business owners. And welcome back to another episode of VIP Access. VIP stands for visibility, impact, profit. And this podcast will get you inspired and fired up about content creation and marketing yourself and your brand. Each week, you'll get marketing and mindset strategies, actionable tips, and the motivation you need to land more clients, nurture your leads, and position yourself as an expert in your industry. We also go behind the scenes with powerful women in business to discuss strategies, messaging, and more. My mission is to empower you to stop spinning your wheels and to make your mark with your marketing. Ready to wow your ideal client and create a community of raving fans? Let's dive into today's episode. I'm Melanie Hershorn, digital content creator and marketing coach at VIP Digital Marketing Masters. Welcome back to another episode of VIP Access. This is a podcast for women entrepreneurs to get inspired and fired up about marketing their product and service-based businesses. We go behind the scenes with powerful women in business and learn about the importance of getting your brand's message out into the world. Whether you're just dipping your toe into entrepreneurship, or you're already well on your way to world domination, this is the place to get strategies, actionable tips, and the motivation you need to get your messaging on point. Ready to get tips from the pros to help you attract your ideal clients and customers and position yourself as an expert in your industry? Let's dive into today's episode. Hi, and welcome back to VIP Access. I'm Melanie Hershorn. My guest today is a perpetual student and leadership speaking consultant. Her name is Margaret Watts Romney, and I'm so excited for her to be with us today. So she works with speakers across the US and the world, and she's known for supporting over a thousand presenters and coaching over 100 TEDx speakers. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Margaret believes that speakership is leadership, and she's passionate about helping people own their message and lead with their speaking. She's been nicknamed the benevolent pusher for her uncanny ability to be supportive, directive, and entertaining as she facilitates group and individual development. Her free time is filled with cello, gardens, podcasts, tea, hiking the paths of Boulder, Colorado and reveling in her three grown daughters' marvelous lives for which i believe she can take a lot of credit. Welcome <laughs> Margaret. Thank you so much for joining us here. Thank you so much Melanie. I'm so delighted to be here with you. I'm so happy to have you here because we talk about getting your message out into the world. So we talk with women of purpose, women entrepreneurs who are getting their message out into the world in a way that gets their visibility boosted 10x 100x and so speaking and knowing how to do it is essential so i would love to just start with we'll do a softball question for you <laughs> excellent <laughs> tell me what you can teach people about speakership being leadership
1: i love these words i love the word speakership is leadership and Really, what I like to do is play with those definitions. We think of leadership as meaning, oh, someone has anointed me as sea level, or someone has said to me that I am the leader of this group, and I want to push back and say no, like, If you are speaking in a room, I don't care what your title is, if there are words coming out of their mouth, and if people are turning and looking at you, you are leading them. And frankly, you're leading them whether you want to be or not. If you are speaking to a group of people, and I say speaking in the broadest sense, you and I both know that this can be through social media or blogs or literally what the words coming out of our mouth If you are speaking and you are hesitant or you're unsure or you're mean, or if you are not prepared or if you are shying away, you have just led your audience somewhere. Whereas on the other hand, if you speak up and you understand where you want to lead your audience, if you understand where you're going, if you have a firm conviction of your values and what you want to give to the world, you are leading your audience there so that's what i mean by speakership is leadership if you are speaking you are leading but what if you don't know where you're taking people that's a, that is always the first place to start is what do you want what's important to you in the world what are the things in the world that you keep coming back to over and over again. One of my clients, I was, uh, we were talking last week and she has suddenly grown with a lot of um, literal leadership responsibilities. She's chief of staff and has t- a lot of people to take care of, a lot of people to interpret their messages, be sort of the in-between her people and her boss. And And she's like, I'm I'm not ready for this. I don't, I don't know what I'm, I don't know what where I do want to go. Who am I in this? And we did an exercise where we dug down, looked at her past, looked at her stories, looked at her values, and we kept coming back to courage. And all of these times in her life where that was what she turned to, that was what got her through, that was what she wanted for her people, was courage. And by looking inside of herself, like looking at her own experiences, her own choices, then she got so much clearer on that. And you could see it in her face when we were working together, her eyes lit up and her shoulders kind of dropped and she's kind of breathed more deeply. She's like, yes, this is me. This is what I want. This is what I want to give to people. And now literally this week, she's been asked to somebody wants to interview her about leadership, somebody inside of her own organization. She's and at first she's like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know what I have to give to them. And I was like, honey, you know your word. And she's like, oh, oh, I do. Oh, I know my word. It's courage. That's what I want to give her.
0: That's fantastic. I know that we as women often over-apologize. So true. We say the word just. Yep. I just what I just wanted to check. Yes. So (laughs) I actually go through emails and take out the justs before I send them. Ditto. Every single time. <laughs> and, and sometimes when I have to say something that I'm a little bit nervous about, I think, how would a man say it? Mm. So what I'd like to know is how you coach men and women differently.
1: Mm, that's a great question. And I am actually not super clear on specifically what I say to men and women differently, but I hear what you're pointing to is that feeling inside when feeling like you're not enough, feeling like you do have to apologize with that just, or maybe, or ask permission to be in the room, whether you're, I've worked with both men and women who feel that way. And the one skill that brings people closer to their strength, closer to their core, closer to that owning their own message, is understanding you have time. You as a speaker, whenever you have things coming out of your mouth, when you have the attention put on you, you have adrenaline running through your system. You're a little bit on on edge, right? A little bit of that fight or flight thing going on inside of you. You will interpret time as moving faster than your audience. That's so crazy to think. I know, and it is so true. So we as speakers, when we do feel that shakiness, when we're in the middle of a sentence and we feel that sort of caving back or, oh my gosh, I'm not enough and I have to say much more. And take a breath. You can slow down. You can choose your words and you can even ask for time. I've seen expert speakers. I was analyzing a woman's interview. She was being interviewed for a new job. And he asked her a really hardball question in the middle of the interview. And she said, you know, I'm going to take a second and think about this so I can give you a really accurate answer. And there was dead silence. And you could tell by his voice, he was so impressed. He's like, oh, yeah, sure. Great. Okay. Our audiences are on our side more often than we think. If you need to ask for that time, do it. And you will actually, I've seen it, you are more respected. You are more on the same page because your audience knows this is meaningful to me. I'm giving you my best. And it actually is often a moment where an audience and a speaker can, kind of can come together more. But it takes guts and practice to do it. I believe, and I know that you do too, that it's
0: very important that when somebody is the face of their brand, they can speak. About it. Yes. So, so somebody who feels that they cannot get up there and talk, do you have advice, some sort of quick, actionable tips that maybe they can take just
1: listening now? I do right now. And that is don't be afraid to prepare. There's a myth in our culture that great speakers just are great speakers, as if. It's like being tall. Tall people just are tall and great speakers just are great speakers. It's not true. Great speaking comes from preparation. Great speaking comes from taking time. Great speaking comes from shaping your words beforehand, choosing those words and from practice having a core group of people around you to test out those first 30 seconds, first 90 seconds. What are you going to say about yourself? How can you tell a story? What can be your, you know, four or five little tools or phrases you pull out to explain who you are, who you serve and where you're going. So you get all that stuff written down, you stand up
0: there and then your palms get sweaty (laughs) And
1: <laughs> and the butterflies start, and people are looking at you, <laughs> and know that this is totally normal. This is what bodies do. I have a story for you. So two years, three years ago, TEDx Boulder. There was a speaker. Her name's Laura Hockenberry. You can go look up her talk. It's fabulous. But here we are. I'm backstage with her dark in the wings. She and I had been working together for weeks already. She had a great talk. We were so excited to share her idea with the audience. Sold out crowd, 2,200 people. She had never given a public speech before in her life. And I walk up to her and I see her and her face is flushed pink. And she's kind of... Breathing a little differently than I had known her to before, and she's kind of wiggling. And I was like, "Laura, Laura, how you doing? How you doing?" She's like, "Oh, great! My body is just getting ready to be awesome." And that's exactly it. Every time before we have that higher pressure situation, whether we're on a stage, whether we're in front of the room, whether it is a one-on-one conversation, if it is high stakes, our bodies go through a shift. Before we speak. They go through, uh, they need to be ready. There is some arousal state that we go through of an increased heartbeat, our stomach's doing weird things. And know that you this is normal. Your body is serving you. Your body is doing exactly the thing that you need it to do, which is give you a lot of energy to give out to your audience. It's exactly what you need to do in the moment. Thank your body for doing it. That is
0: so cool. I had no idea that that is why that happens. And I guess, you know, on the flip side, if your body isn't reacting and you're just kind of like, eh, <laughs> it's probably not going to be the best speech, right?
1: It's not going to be the best speech. Right. And actually I don't, I, oh, I have a, a system. I call it the 321 Preparation System. Um, in a few weeks, it's going to be on my website as a mini course. And this system, wherever you are, if you're feeling that like, oh no, this is my 15th Zoom call of the day. I can't, can't go do it. It gets it brings some energy into your body. It gets you kind of regulated in more energized for that. And likewise, if you're like, <laughs> I, then it takes you down. And so it really evens things out so that you can speak and clearly communicate your message, whatever state you've been in before.
0: Okay. That's awesome to know because I have actually in a former lifetime been on stage and had to speak. Mm-hmm. And I do speak on smaller stages now, you know, pre-COVID, of course. (laughs) But if somebody wants to get into speaking and they want to become a speaker, in addition to whatever it is that they do as an entrepreneur, do you have advice for how they can get into speaking?
1: Yeah. I find that there's a myth around this idea too. A lot of people come to me or they, they have this idea that if they just have that one great story, the speaking will come to them. And I hate to say it. It's just not true. You do have to start with a great story. You have to start with that platform of your fabulous signature talk. And then it takes the work of getting out there. You do need to shake hands. You do need to go build your network. You need to keep those connections and and tell the world, what is your message? Ask to be on stages, do free ones, just so people, you get your name out there. Hey, someone saw you and they thought you were awesome and they will tell their company about you. It is a process and it's a really fun one. And it, it helps you grow so much to know what your signature talk is, to know your message and to get it out there. But it takes a lot of humility and work as well, but it's a, can be a really rewarding life as well.
0: Does your signature talk have to be something terrible that happened to you in your life?
1: Oh, my goodness! I am so glad you asked me this question. <gasps> this is one of my favorite topics. and because there is another myth out there. We should like title this like <laughs> the myths of public speaking. We've got a theme going on here. you've You've just totally nailed it. There so many people think that there has to be, you know, a car wreck that you survived. Yeah. Right? house fire a near death,
0: death experience. near death experience and and everything blew up around you and there you are running from the flames
1: exactly and yeah. you survived to tell about it the most important part of a talk is actually what is it giving to the audience perhaps you did live through a fire perhaps you did fight cancer i'm so proud of you i'm so happy you're okay and what is in there that is a message for your audience You want to leave your audience not just with a image in their mind of horror and tragedy, but with something for them. How can they apply lessons that you learned to their own life? And truly, these messages, these ideas, these moments of transformation don't just happen when you've made it out of the burning building. They can happen over dinner. There's a fabulous storyteller, Matthew Dix, who is an incredible public speaker, award-winning storyteller, and one of his most powerful stories that I've heard is centered around a conversation he had with his wife over dinner while his two-year-old wouldn't eat. And something that his wife said to him just sank in in such a way. His whole world was changed a little bit. And so it can be these massive moments in your life and you can also have a message and a story and a story-worthy idea just from a small five-second interesting moment in your life as well. In fact, sometimes it's those smaller ones that we can craft a better story. We can craft a better talk around as well. That's what we're learning in
0: first grade right now is about the the small <laughs> narrative. <laughs> Do you have a first grader? And is I that do. Yes, that <laughs> <laughs> so we're working on that. A moment in time. <laughs> a moment in time. And and how that can actually be the basis, the the beginning, the middle, and end of a story. Oh,
1: I need that curriculum for my speakers and clients. That's <laughs> let's let's all go back to first grade. It's and that's truly what it's about is the simplicity of. Of a story, and you don't have to blast them with a fire hose of grief and sadness and horror. How can you connect with them? I was on a call with my with my mastermind group earlier this morning, and one of my members made a really important to- a point from because we're talking about exactly this topic. How do you tell a story about a terrible thing that happened, but have your audience remember your message? Well, right, because they're envisioning the horrible thing that happened. Exactly. And her point, which is from the book Moments by Chip and Dan Heath, is our brains remember the extremes. So if you describe this just extreme horror and tragedy with more detail and more time than you, ex- than you tell them about the message or the uplift, they will remember the low point more than they remember the high point. So carefully constructing our stories – being aware of how an audience perceives it, being aware of what an audience will remember. And so we just lightly touch on our tough stories we've been in. We don't want to use the stage as therapy. If we need to go tell this story a lot, maybe, yeah, work it out off the stage so that when you're on the stage, you've been able to craft that message in a way that you lightly touch on so the audience understands where you're coming from, but then you can really give them a gift of the rest of the story of your heroism, so that they can be heroes. They can make those changes in their own life too. And that applies to
0: entrepreneurs and their brand story as well. Exactly. Because you are getting your message out there, whether it's a moment in time or coming through a phoenix
1: rising from the ashes. Exactly, exactly. And we need to have those moments of vulnerability, so that we're relatable, we need to be able to tell our audiences, something about ourselves. So we, they have that sense of us, we have they have that moment, but we don't want to drag them through the mud that we've been through.
0: <laughs> right, that's just not fair. We don't all have to go through it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. So, how can people find you? And oh my gosh, tell us about that special thing you do every week that
1: people can join. Yes, I love it. So every single week, I run an open office hours. It's three o'clock on Tuesdays. That's Mountain Time, and it's an it's an entire hour where every week I focus on a different mini aspect of speaking. And the idea is we look at public speaking principles of public speaking that can help all of our communication. We've talked about your finding your core idea, how to tell a story, working with the timing of your talk so you don't overwhelm your speakers. How do you repeat your idea without sounding like you're beating a dead horse? We've talked about all of these things and many, many more coming into the future. You can find, if you go to my website, margaretwattsromney.com, under the groups tab, you can sign up right there to join my open office hours. Fantastic. Margaret, thank you so much for joining me today. It's such a pleasure. Thank you so much, Melanie. You're so fun.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of VIP Access. We can't let the fun end here. Please join our private Facebook group at vipdigital.live slash community, where you'll get live trainings and other great tips all about digital marketing. And if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave me a rating and a review. This tells iTunes that you've found the show helpful and they'll share it with more women entrepreneurs like you. As reviews come in, I'll be reading them on the podcast and you will get a shout out. Have an amazing day, friend. And remember, your message matters. You've written a book. Now what? If you're ready to implement a simple content marketing strategy to create buzz around your book and your brand, schedule your free Sparkles and Strategy call with me, Melanie Hershorn, at ContentStrategyCall.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of VIP Access. We can't let the fun end here. To find out how engaging your content is, take the Content Quiz at mycontentquiz.com. Plus, you're invited to join our private Facebook group at vipdigital.live community, where you'll get live trainings and other great tips all about digital marketing. And if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave me a rating and review. This tells iTunes that you found the show helpful and they'll share it with more women business owners just like you. Thank you so much for listening.